Welcome to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Hello, this is Talking Taiwan, and I'm Felicia Lin. Today I'm talking to Hoji Tsai, the founder of TaiwaneseAmerican.org. Hoji is based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Hoji. Hi, thank you. Great. So for those of you who don't know or haven't heard of TaiwaneseAmerican.org, TaiwaneseAmerican.org is a web portal site that highlights many of the interesting people, events, and organizations that make up Taiwanese America. So I'd first like to start by asking, what was the idea behind TaiwaneseAmerican.org? How did the idea come about and how did you get started with this whole thing? Well, it actually has a pretty long history because I've been fairly involved with the Taiwanese American community since I was in high school and throughout college. And so one of my active involvements was really just being part of the community, being aware of events, trying to really just, you know, just to help support community in any way I could. After I finished my um, uh, residency training, I found myself having a lot of time. And so what I ended up doing was thinking to myself, well, what if I could just create a website where I could put all these ideas of what's happening in the community, keeping track of events, basically a, an online calendar. And that was really kind of the seed of the idea behind TaiwaneseAmerican.org. And so uh, one day, uh, back in uh, late 2006, I purchased the domain name, TaiwaneseAmerican.org, and basically started the website that way. It was pretty hard in the beginning because I was trying to just figure out where I could get more information about the community besides what I knew and what I had heard because I figured there was actually a lot more happening than what I was actually aware of. And so that was really kind of the rough beginnings. And uh, I started a little site and gathered some folks, and uh, that's where we started gathering our first bits of information about what was happening in the Taiwanese-American community. Oh, well, it's really amazing because uh, you guys have so much content on that now. It's hard for me to imagine what you're saying. You know, you have, have people on there, like, you know, things about... Um, Jeremy Lin, you know, designer Jason Wu, and you have like this 100 uh, people project right now. I'm looking at your website and you have the 100 mothers and daughters project. So much content on here. Um, it's really yeah. amazing how far you guys have come. Yeah, and I think a lot of the content growth has, we've seen a lot more happening in really in the past five years. In the first couple years when we were starting, really more community organization driven. I was looking more for content from our community organizations and youth summer camps and uh, other programs. And uh, I would say back then, uh, we haven't, we didn't see as much of an active second generation community as we do today. And so back then I was just really reaching and looking and I was actually Googling uh, for as much as I could find even from the, uh, from the web, just to see if I could post some stuff up. Nowadays, there's actually so much content that we have a harder time keeping up to date ourselves and keeping uh, our calendar really um, packed. Um, so it's really, uh, it's really been a struggle in, in some ways because our staff is staff numbers have essentially remained the same, but uh, the amount that's uh, happening in the community really has increased quite a bit. Wow. Um, and so you mentioned that um, besides running TaiwaneseAmerican.org, you're a medical doctor by training, a pediatrician. So how do you how do you do all of this, like being a doctor and um, you know maintaining TaiwaneseAmerican.org? The interesting thing, I think most people don't know, I have a real job. I um, you know I am a pediatrician, mm -hmm. and um, I spend 
life actually uh, working for the benefit of young kids, helping them really, you know, just be healthy. And I actually balance these two lives fairly well, I think. I, I spend a lot of my work hours actually working in urgent care or ER settings. Uh, I also work as a hospitalist um, at our local children's hospital here in the Bay Area. And uh, I work a lot of evening or overnight hours. So it does give me a lot more time to do more uh, community work for the daytime. And so I spend a lot of my day hours just thinking about TaiwaneseMarketing.org, the content, um, our vision and our direction. Um, it takes a lot of balancing. I do enjoy this more flexible schedule I live. And uh, I think more and more people, at least the followers of TaiwaneseMarketing.org, some are starting to cue into the fact that I have this other life as a pediatrician. <laughs> right. Great. And so I'm, I imagine there's been a lot of like um, great things that have come to you. And, and it's like, what are, what would you say are some of the highlights of being involved with Taiwanese American and what has it brought and how has it enriched you personally? Wow. Uh, where do I start? There's <laughs> been a lot of highlights. Um, there's been a lot of great opportunities that have come along the way with this um, as I continue to do all this community work, I think folks in, at least in the Taiwanese American community, um, see me as a, somewhat of a, I guess, semi-celebrity and, uh, not that I'm, you know, that I have fans or anything like that, but anywhere I go in the community, I think there's a lot of people who recognize uh, who I am, what I do. Um, so in and of itself, that has been one of the greatest rewards and highlights. But I, you know, with, um, with this whole project in general, um, I think the one thing that I really have appreciated is that I think our website helps to really shape the young community's identity and really develop this pride and culture. I've, I've sensed it all along over the past six, seven years as, as it's just grown more and more. You know, for example, our current executive director, Erica Ling, uh, was in college when I started this website, and I didn't know her, but I met her when I was a speaker at a conference and I was representing TaiwaneseAmerican.org wow. and I remember coming up to me and just telling me how wonderful that this website was. I think little did she know, it, you know, during the period that she was in college is really the durate, the time duration of when TaiwaneseAmerican.org had started. So it was really new. But as you can see, you know, over time, as she continued to become more active in the community and running her own conferences, uh, for example, uh, Intercollegiate Taiwanese American Students Association, Co Association Conference at UCSD. Um, as soon as she finished college, I, I just uh, recruited her to, to help out in our um, PR department. And soon she actually became our executive director. Uh, we have similar stories like that with Pamela Hung, our outreach director. She also followed our website, was aware with, of what was happening in the community, got involved with youth summer camps. When she uh, finished her term as Itasa's national president, uh, I got her to become our outreach director. Christina Lin, who more recently um, we've recruited as our administrative director, who does a lot of her posts now, the stuff I used to do. Um, she uh, was involved with uh, some of our community's leadership development conferences. So a lot of folks, I think young folks especially, have really found this pride online in the community here that and, and what we do and what we represent. Uh, but at the same token, the highlight for me is being able to really see that there's this strong sense of pride and also at the same time use their passions and their abilities to help me continue to create something greater for the community. Yeah, so I think those are some of the prime highlights. And you know what? But here's, I think what 
what audience members really want to hear, though, <laughs> are <laughs> highlights. I think what they want to know is who I've met, you know, who are the cool folks that we've got, gotten a chance to interview. And uh, the ones that immediately come to mind are folks like um, Janet Shea. I think she was one of the bigger folks that we met um, early on. And she, if, for those who don't know her, at least in the, in the U.S., people in Taiwan know her as uh, the host of uh, this, the Discovery Travel and Living Channel's uh, show, Fun Taiwan. And uh, she started out as an, like, an aspiring model, but now she's this uh, really fun-loving host uh, of this travel show. And it's just amazing that you know, I get to connect with these interesting Taiwanese-Americans Another person that I think most people are, have been aware of is obviously Jeremy Lin. Um, so we've, we've had a chance to interview him uh, on the red carpet of a local um, collaboration SF uh, uh, talent competition. And just a few months ago, we were actually in the locker room uh, when the Houston Rockets were playing uh, the Warriors, and uh, we got to interview him there as well. So, yeah, we've met a lot of really cool folks. Wow, that's great. I mean, it's just so amazing to think that um, you know, the service that Taiwanese American is providing to the community and then how um, very interestingly you kind of like uh, groomed people to come and be the next people to take it to the next level. Yeah, and I think there's always a, a need for our long-term community growth and having faith that our younger generation really can, can take the reins of the things that we've built. Um, so I certainly believe in that, and, I, and I'm really grateful for a lot of the folks who have come and helped me along the way. Great. And so a lot of the work that you do, I understand, is also speaking within the college community um, because there are a lot of, like the organization you mentioned, the Intercollegiate Taiwanese American Students Association and uh, other conferences around the country. Could you tell me a little bit about um, your speaking in the college community? Yeah, well, Felicia, I you know I know you have a long history with Atasa as well because you were help you helped to uh, found the the initial seeds of of uh, this the strongest collegiate network that we've seen in the Asian American community. Um, yeah, and Atasa does some great work. They they have three regional conferences on the West Coast, and the East, and the Midwest um, every year. And uh, and fortunately for me, um, having just been involved with lots of the youth programs. Uh, and then into the collegiate community, um, they've had me come and speak a lot at their conferences. So I've had a, a wonderful opportunity to um, to travel around the country and, and attend their conferences. Um, I've spoken mainly about finding your personal passion in life, uh, your purpose, um, and uh, really how to take your personal interests and skills and really help to shape the communities you're a part of. You know, I, my personal vision is really to help to inspire young people to discover their own personal passion and uh, really just, you know, achieve their their fullest potential. And uh, this is just one of the ways I'm able to do it. And I totally love doing that. Right. The college and youth community is uh, my passion. Right. Yeah. And uh, thank you for, uh, you know, um, saying all that about Atasa. It, it was really amazing to me because I was there in the beginning and they're 20 years old now. It's hard. For, it was hard for me to imagine when the organization started that it would be around 20 years later. Right? Yeah, I think it was hard for all of us in the early, <laughs> you know, I don't want to date ourselves, but uh, <laughs> early 90s um, to, to really see how that work would shape up into uh, a really strong structured network. But I'm really proud of them. I think they've done great work, and I think that vision and the continuity has been passed along um, effectively. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and something that our listeners may not know is that uh, Hochi and I actually went to college together at the University yeah. of Illinois. Um, so, yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. Yeah, it's amazing to see what you've done, too. And, and it's just it's such a privilege to be able to be interviewed by you. And, and also, at the same time, just to be an admirer of the work you've done, especially with uh, the autobiography of, I'm sorry, the biography of Subang and, uh, and all this other community work you're doing. Um, so let's, let's continue. There's some other questions I have for you about TaiwaneseAmerican.org. Sure. Um, one of your most popular products is, uh, your Taiwan themed t-shirts. Um, you know, yeah. I bought, I bought some of them early on I have the stinky tofu walks alone and the, um, bubble teas. Could you tell me a little bit about that project and how that all came about? Wow. Sure. Yeah. Interestingly, you know, we sell these, uh, Taiwanese American themed t-shirts, um, and, the reason that came about actually is uh, is actually interesting. I I never intended on selling T-shirts, it, and nor did I really have this artistic sort of background. But you know, soon after we created this website, we had to figure out a way to pay for the little simple basic costs of uh, web server costs and uh, small administrative sort of things. And as I was just thinking about it, I didn't actually come up with any idea, but. What happened coincidentally was Anna Wu, who is our creative director and now editorial director, um, who has really helped me with the website since its conception, for some reason one day thought it'd be fun to try out some screen printing. So one day we were just kind of playing with this pseudo-fake screen screen printing method Mm -hmm. with some arts and crafts materials, and uh, she created this design of a Taiwan shape, and then I, for some reason, just thought it'd be funny to try to ink a uh, stinky tofu design, and I put it down on a shirt, and we both printed our shirts, took pictures of it, and put it up um, on the on Facebook at, during its very early stages. If you remember, I think friends around the community saw that we were wearing these shirts, and they were asking for it. Like, can I? Can you print us one too? And how do we get this? And then it just occurred to me that you know what, we could just take advantage of this opportunity, create some more professionally printed shirts and use that as a fundraiser to help support our, uh, our costs. And it took off from there. We sold tons of shirts. We were actually able to raise a lot of money. And basically, we used 100% of that money to help to support uh, really cool projects in the community. And we saw some artists as well as other musicians and other uh, community organizations really kind of struggling for some fundraising. So we actually donated all our funds to help them do their projects um, since then, we've created several other designs, a uh, bubble tea design, and I am, Taiwanese American design, and a few others. So they've taken off, and they've done pretty well. Um, but it's never been our long-term plan, so I don't think we'll keep those shirts too much longer, and we'll try to move on to some other methods of fundraising. Right. Oh, so they're going to become collector's items. You they, they, some, are already, <laughs> some are already collector's items. Some are already limited edition. I so. see, yeah. Yeah. And, um... I'm curious to know, um, how often do you get to go back to Taiwan? And when you do go back, what do you look forward to most about your visits? And what's, like, on your to-do list? Wow. Um, you know, I think because of my name, Ho Chi, people, and, and what I do for the community, people think I actually go back quite a bit or that I'm fluent in Taiwanese and Mandarin. I'm totally none of those. Um, <laughs> I actually only visit Taiwan maybe on average every five years or so. And when I do go back, I actually feel like a foreigner. I'm totally out of place. I'm pretty much uh, an Americanized Asian person. So 
Um, I do have this strong pride for our Taiwanese American community, and I have interest in what's happening in Taiwan. But uh, honestly, when I go back there, I do feel a little bit out of place, like a tourist. Uh-huh. But with that said, I do really care about the times I have gone. It, uh, the last time I went, um, I was really impressed with uh, how much things have changed. Things like the MRT, which really wasn't there for the very first time I visited when I was a high school student. The high-speed rail, for example, that's that's pretty awesome. I love the night markets, the food, the culture. More recently, on my last visit back in around 2009 or 2010, I really appreciated uh, all these little tiny shops and dessert shops, coffee shops that were popping up. And I think I look forward to the next time when I go back to really kind of just see the life on the street, just walk around and just discover uh, these little entrepreneurial shops. Right. Yeah, that's it's so lively in town. It's interesting. Um, and so I'm also curious to know, have you had any feedback or reactions from people in Taiwan to Taiwanese American? Like, has anyone commented or, um, you know, reached out to you? And because like, I'm sure, you know, what is their perception of the Taiwanese Americans, the people in Taiwan? Well, actually, I, we have a pretty fair following from Taiwan. I was actually surprised when I was looking at our some of our statistics of who follows us. I think on our last check, we had about 10 to 15 percent of our Facebook uh, followers, for example, are from Taiwan. And we definitely have a growing expat population there that also uh, follows what we do here. But I, I, I do wonder, you know, if they see us as more of this, like, uh, they truly see us as like Taiwanese American in an Asian American sense, or do they see us as like these Taiwanese who are displaced? And so, uh, you know, I don't really know how they see us or what they think about us, but I do know they follow us. And uh, in general, I think the things that we do, at least through our social media aspect, the uh, through Twitter or Facebook or now on Instagram, um, we have a pretty positive response. I think people always enjoy seeing Taiwan highlighted or, you know, the Taiwanese American identity highlighted. I have an interesting story, though. When I last went to Taiwan, uh-huh. uh, I was filming um, a, a travel log. Right. And it was just my way of capturing my own personal experience as a, you know, foreigner, tourist, you know, coming back to Taiwan and, and, and exploring the food and the culture. At one day, I think about the third day in, uh, I took a break and went and joined some friends for some shave ice at one of the um, night markets, the Xilin night market, one of the largest ones there. And uh, coincidentally, someone who who is Taiwanese, Taiwanese, who didn't really speak any English, recognized me. Wow. uh, At the shop. And I was just really uh, fascinated by that because I, like I said, I'm not... I'm not really famous there, and I and I don't expect people in Taiwan to really know who I uh-huh. am or what I do. But apparently, he had been watching a lot of our YouTube videos. <gasps> he had tuned into the one with wow. Jen Shea, because she's a popular one there. Yes, and he remembered that I was the one interviewing her. So he just stopped me. He seemed really like starstruck by the fact that I was someone on from YouTube. Is how he <laughs> it. And um, asked to take a picture with me, and uh, I thought that was hilarious. So. So, I, you know, I, I, that was my, like, one spotlight moment when I was visiting Taiwan. T- definitely appreciated it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad we had some followers there. Oh, my goodness. That's so great. What a great story. Um, and so going back to um, uh, your, well, I, I don't know if I, I should say that's your main audience, but what do you think that the audience of Taiwanese American is interested in? Like, what mm-hmm. kind of content or stories do you think they, they're, they'd like to see? Oh, wow. Um 
you know, I probably should do a better job in, in figuring out what our audience really, really likes. We've never really asked them uh, specifically what they want to see. But from my sense of what gets the most hits, the most views, the most shares, for example, mm-hmm. um, are articles or uh, topics that relate to food and culture, identity discovery. And I can tell you that I think from our last look at the data just recently, uh, this past month, the biggest spikes in our website really have come from things like our 100 Passionate People project. Uh, the, mo- the latest uh, uh, variation of that was our 100 Mothers and Daughters project, where we highlighted the stories of mothers and daughters during Taiwanese American Heritage Week. And during May, month of May, Asian Heritage Month, we also get a lot of, uh, uh, of visits around then, too. Looking back in time, I think our census project, the census 2010 project, oh, yeah, right. uh, uh, interviews as well as other artists to help support the cause. And we put out this uh, YouTube video that became somewhat viral in, in, from, for our audience. Um, so I think a lot of folks definitely see uh, a great opportunity to support us when we have more to say about just being proud of our Taiwanese American heritage. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I, I'll definitely have to ask our community to see what they want to see. I do think that we try to focus a little bit on everything. Uh, we want to hit a lot of topics that are of broad interest to the community in general. And we have a tendency to focus on the personal stories. If there's say like a young Chinese American artist who's trying to make it in music or, uh, young writers and authors, folks who are emerging leaders, whether on the political front, in American politics, or just, you know, uh, success stories here, we're always interested in that. So we come from different angles of personal identity, personal pride, and how it's really influenced their personal success in whatever fields they've chosen to do. Right. Um, So... As you mentioned before, TaiwaneseAmerican.org was established in 2006, so it's been around for about seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is the future direction? Um, what are your future plans or future initiatives? Well, it, yeah, we've been around for a long time. And I think, you know, when I was thinking about it from the early years, I really wanted to get the vision right. You know, our, our vision is really to build this allied community of for Americans of Taiwanese heritage. And, uh, and the vision of the website has really essentially stayed the same. And I think it'll stay the same as we move forward, too. The website, at least, you know, we, we want to make sure we, um, as we, as our tagline says, we want to highlight Taiwanese America. And so we're out there to highlight the stories of the people, of our organizations, of amazing events that really uh, cumulatively uh, define our Taiwanese American community. So I think that will stay the same. But the one thing that people... Uh, may not know because it hasn't really been uh, put out there yet, is that uh, behind the scenes, we're actually going beyond the website. We're actually building up the nonprofit organization behind it. So a lot of uh, my early writers and early staffers who've now become older and working folks and uh, and uh, kind of moving into this next stage, they're really helping me move the organization into the next stage too. So we're building the TimeNewsAmerican.org nonprofit where we hope to be able to uh, do some more greater work we're still working out all the, the, um, the I guess, the, uh, the tweaked vision for the nonprofit side. Uh-huh. Uh, but essentially, it will be to help to preserve and capture the state of Taiwanese America, really the, to tell our story, to tell the history. And we'll probably keep on doing things like this 100 Passionate People project 
in, in essence, really capturing the oral histories of the first generation. Wow, that's great. It's great to hear. And so um, I'd like to ask you a final question, like maybe sure. something you can share with other people who are listening. Um, what advice would you have to share with others who want to build um, something similar, like an online community? Yeah, um, you know, for me, TimesandMarine.org has always been a labor of love. It's really been about knowing who I am and sharing that with others so that in the hopes that they might find pride in who they are. And for me, it's always been really work towards building a broader and bigger Asian-American community. Um, although I focus on the niche of Taiwanese America, my bigger vision is really for us to be a, an active part and recognized part for Asian America. And eventually, you know, I, I think that our work will help us really as Americans really be part of a, this wonderful fabric of, of heritage for uh, of, and, and diversity within, within, within America. But my advice for others, you know, to want to support build their own communities, it's, it's easy now. I feel like with publishing platforms like WordPress, which we migrated to in 2010, you can easily create websites. And as long as you have a clear vision, a clear uh, direction, and a strong mission that people can relate to, understand, and also care about, um, you'll find the right audience. And so more than ever, I think it's easier to be able to just connect people online use some of the social media resources out there. Facebook, everyone knows about. And you know, obviously, there's Twitter, Tumblr, there's uh, Instagram, other things uh, that you can use as tools to, to help support your cause. But, you know, the if I could leave a, another message, is really to find that greater cause. It's never, never let it be about money or status or advertising in, in the case of a website, but make it for a greater good, a greater cause. And I think um, as some of my friends in the Jubilee Project who make videos for good causes usually say, it's doing good is contagious. And as long as we do that and we see and serve others, I think uh, others will always respect you for, for what you do. Wow, well, thank you so much for that. That was very, that was very inspiring. I appreciate that. And um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. You're welcome. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.